You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. What can I help you with? Yeah, so I have for years been watching your channel and I've seen your two videos on the military HPSP scholarship. Okay. I'm applying this cycle and I've actually gotten a little ahead of the game. I'm already talking with the recruiter, going through the whole process. Um, I actually have my physical scheduled for pretty soon. Nice. uh, Before I've even gotten accepted to a med school. So that's obviously, you know, you can't use the scholarship without that. Yep. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience with the scholarship Mm-hmm. how it impacted you while you were a student and a little bit of what you thought uh, as a, a doctor uh, coming out of med school. And yeah. The differences that you felt between civilian versus being a military physician. Yeah. So, so just a, a quick rewind for someone who doesn't know my, my story. So HPSP, the Health Profession Scholarship Program, is done by the Army, Navy, and Air Force. And now the VA as well has an HPSP scholarship. And so I I applied for and received the Air Force HPSP scholarship. And HPSP allows you to go to any uh, accredited, I think you have to be fully accredited, uh, medical school here in the States, MD or DO. And they'll pay for your tuition, give you a monthly stipend, um, some of the programs have some some bonuses up front to give you some cash in the bank. So at the end of the day, my journey as a medical student was basically no different than anyone else. So when I was on campus, you don't have to wear military clothes. You're, you're not on orders. Um, and so you're, you're technically a civilian just doing your thing. The Air Force, for in, in my case, was paying for medical school. And I was getting uh, a monthly stipend put into my bank account, which was nice. So from a day-to-day medical school experience, my experience was no different than my wife's, who was also a medical student with me uh, and not on an HPSP scholarship. Now, for me, I, I did the commissioned officer's training before medical school. So for uh, a few weeks there, I was down in Alabama and was was hanging out with my my military clothes on and and learning how to be a military officer, an Air Force officer. So that was before medical school, and so that didn't affect me as a as a student. And then, typically, historically, they've done they've tried to do something in between first and second year, which is for a lot of medical. S- school still kind of your last summer as a student before going kind of full bore into being a medical student and then later on as a resident. And so depending on your school, if you do have that summer, then the military will probably expect you to, to spend some time with them, to be on orders and to, to go wherever they want you to go and, and do some more training. If your school doesn't have that traditional summer, then the military goes, oh, well, like we can't use you. Uh, And obviously they're uh, awarding you a scholarship to get your medical degree. They're not going to do anything to jeopardize your kind of standing as a student. So they're not going to force you to do anything that's going to interrupt your schooling. So 
that that's really the only the only difference is you have some training potentially before school, potentially in the middle of school or not middle, but between first and second year. Um, and if you have no time, right, there are students who get the the scholarship too late to, to do commissioned officer training before school and the school doesn't have any kind of break in between first and second year then you're really not doing anything with the military except getting paid um, and, and having school paid for until after school when you you need to do all of your officer training and, and stuff like that. And then sometimes you'll do, uh, typically required is some sort of elective rotation at a military hospital with whatever you're potentially interested in. So I did an orthopedic residency or an orthopedic rotation at the residency program for the Air Force in San Antonio when I was in, in school. Yeah, so I guess building off that one question that has worried me a little bit is if you are going into a normal residency, which is virtually the entire school, and you have a question about how do I prepare myself to be competitive for orthopedics? Mm-hmm. What kind of things do I need to be doing for uh, OBGYN? You can go to the counselor, the counselors, and they will have, a, I'm sure, a plethora of advice because that's their entire job. Did you feel like you had difficulty getting advice relative to the military specific residencies you're applying to no because it's, you go to it's the same question it's the same so the the resident residency applications for the most part are exactly the same right it's a different match process because you're applying to military residencies and you're applying to civilian residencies you you apply to both but at the end of the day, what they're looking at is basically exactly the same. Are you a good student? Did you pass your step one? Do you have a good step two score? What kind of research do you have? For the military, there are a couple extra things. If, if, you, um, if you have prior active duty service, which most HPSP students aren't going to have. Um, do you have X, Y, or Z? There, there are a couple different things on a on a military rubric but for the most part it's exactly the same what were your preclinical grades what were your clinical grades uh step scores all of that stuff and then there's usually some discretionary residency program director oh you were a great student when you rotated here as a student i'm gonna bump you up a couple extra points because we really liked you it's no different than any other residency application civilian civilian wise it's scores 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 research right did you do an away rotation there did they like you so it's the same the the advice that you're going to get the advice the advice that you're going to use is exactly the same the the just nuts and bolts of the match process is going to be a little bit different where you apply to the military match you get the military match results typically mid december and that informs your ability to continue in the civilian match or you pull out of the civilian match because the military says yep we want you for orthopedics and you're going to do it at our military hospital therefore you don't need to go match in the civilian match so kind of building off off the match process i've become familiar with your story of the the difficulty of matching in certain specialties in the military leading to you having to go to a different route where you could reapply Mm -hmm. 
So I just wanted to hear what your opinion is on the difficulty of matching into certain specialties first in the civilian world, given yeah. the fact that orthopedics, plastic surgery, like those are also very competitive yeah. in the civilian field as well. Yeah, it's it's competitive everywhere. So I think the biggest difference is if you aren't on HPSP scholarship, you don't have to apply to a military uh, residency first. The the opportunity is number one, you can apply to every program out there, which is what most students are doing these days. Unfortunately, they're just applying everywhere. So I think it increases your odds just for that reason. There are also more students applying for all of those spots as well. So the military is, well, at least for me at the time, there was one orthopedic residency program in the military, in, in the Air Force. Um, and, and that was a limitation, but there was also a limitation on the number of students applying for that program as well. It was HPSP people. It was USIS uh, people, USUs, USIS, however you want to say it. Uh, it was active duty flight surgeons who are then going back and going, okay, I'm done being a flight doc. I want to go do my orthopedics now that so that the number of applicants is less, but the, the spots are very few and far between. And so if, if I wasn't in the military and I applied civilian, I could apply to lots of programs, but there's lots more students also applying to those, those programs as well. The biggest difference is if I didn't get in, if, if I was a civilian just going through the regular match, if I wouldn't match in orthopedics, let's say, I could then make a decision with what I wanted to do with my life. I could go to the, the program that I really wanted to go to and I said, okay, great. I applied to your program. I interviewed at your program. Unfortunately, I didn't make the cut. That's okay. I would love to, to do research here as, as a kind of a, a student, um, a graduate student or whatever. Right. And so you can then go and network and build connections and then reapply for the match the next time and hopefully get in. Versus the Air Force, I was their property. I didn't get I didn't get my orthopedic spot. So they're like, okay, great, go do an internship year. I reapplied, didn't get my orthopedic spot. I, I was the first one, I think, that <laughs> didn't make the cut because they called me three days after the match and said, Hey, if you can find a program, you can you can go do your ortho residency and Ortho, unfortunately, is, is typically not one that goes unfilled. So uh, not, not an easy problem. And so I didn't get ortho again. And they're like, great, you're going to be a flight doc, right? They already had a plan for me because I was their property. And they need physicians, even general medical officers who only have an internship under their belt. Again, if I wasn't in the military, I could have done whatever I wanted to make myself successful moving forward only with the specialty that I wanted. Absolutely. So, you know, obviously I think if you're looking towards the HPSB, you should also be researching the, the military medical school in DC. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to hear what your thoughts were on should you get accepted to that school versus the ability to use the HPSP? Yeah. What you would feel the advantages are of either one and why you might choose one over the other? So I, I think ultimately you have to decide first and foremost where you're going to be the most successful student. So 
if it's a civilian medical school and not USIS, then go to the civilian medical school, do the HPSP scholarship, figure it out. With that said, potentially going to, to USIS, the military medical school, gives you a couple different options. And it also handcuffs you a little bit as well because you owe more time going to USIS. You get paid to be a medical student, which is kind of cool. I think uh, above and beyond what you would have gotten as a, a stipend through HPSP, you're considered, I think, um, a staff sergeant or something like that uh, going through medical school. Um, don't don't quote me on that. But um, you you go through medical school. I think potentially it, it opens you up, again, from a networking standpoint, potentially to, to build better connections with people who are going to make decisions, potentially for residency options. I don't know if there's any data that shows that USIS students match more than HPSP students. It'd be very interesting to see if that data is available. Um, but that potentially would be my, my one kind of, it, it may help in that way. But then you also owe, I think, seven years instead of four yeah, so I think I just had one more question. Okay. And it's kind of an odd one, but you know, as a applicant, I think you know, you're always shooting for the most competitive, at least from an application standpoint, medical school that you can get into. Mm, why? I, I, I want to break that myth. Well, for me, it's just certain advantages that you have in terms of the access to high level research there are certain residencies that i know do prioritize those schools the stanford's the columbia's sure uh, the 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 and, yeah the the arrogance breeds air i mean prestige breeds prestige right of like oh we at columbia only look at columbia right so that's that's fine, right? There are always going to be the 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 hierarchy of we're a prestigious institution and we want all of our students to come from prestigious institutions. But you will also find students at those prestigious institutions, residents at those prestigious institutions who come from Podunk State University, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so there's there's no guarantee that going to a competitive medical school is going to to land you in one of those residency spots. I, I, I wanted to stop you because too many students go for the name and don't think about fit. And then they're miserable for four years going, I don't know why I came here. This is not my cup of tea. Everyone here are arrogant jerks because we all thought the same thing and wanted to come to the same place and be competitive against each other. And they just, they're just miserable. And then what typically happens is you don't perform as well because you're miserable and you're burnt out and you're not happy and you're depressed. So you don't do as well in your preclinical years and your clinical years. It rubs off on, on how you show up on your clinical rotations and your letters of rec and your, your evaluations and your clinicals aren't as good as they could have been if you went to the school where you would have been a good fit, but it didn't have the name, right? So I just wanted, I wanted to just pause that thinking for a second. Yeah, so, absolutely. Okay, I'll let I, you I go. Totally agree with that um i guess where i was going is I, I think there are very slight advantages that come with a predisposed 
thought of the quality of this applicant given the same stats that you're coming into your residency with. Okay. You know, there are slight advantages as you go to apply to a residency. And okay. I, I just wanted to think or hear what you think if if you think it's a little odd, should you go to let's say a Harvard and then use an HBSP scholarship towards a military residency that to the best of my knowledge doesn't care nearly as much where you're going to school versus if you go to a, a much more standard state school. So at, at the end of the day, um, I, I don't understand the question because the, the thinking is based on more of what your academic career is going to look like, your professional career, and then you're kind of throwing in HPSP on top of it. Whereas if you want to do HPSP, if you want to be in the military, then who cares where you go to medical school and whether or not doing HPSP is weird or not? Go to the best medical school that you think is best for you. Do HPSP if you want to be in the military. Go do the residency that is going to best serve your needs. And and just keep going. And yeah, potentially, if, if you go to Harvard Medical School and you want to be an orthopedic surgeon and you want to, to do ortho at, at Harvard, but you did HPSP, the military may go, sorry, you're going to come down to San Antonio and do ortho down here. And you're like, but but I have the, the best step scores. I went to Harvard Medical School. Like, y- you should treat me like royalty and let me do what I want. But you're, you're property of Uncle Sam at that point. And so again, you, you, it, it's a balance, right, with HPSP uh, or, or USIS um, is, do you, first and foremost, do you want to be in the military? And if that answer is yes, then there are two options. You sign up and they pay for medical school. And you understand that there may be some limitations on the back end because of that. And you have to be okay with it. You do the best that you can do. You, you try to go to the best programs that will fit you, that will prepare you the best that you want to be prepared. And sometimes the military will say no, right? They may, if there's a specific fellowship that maybe that you're interested in, the military may say, no, we don't, we don't need that training in, in the military. Therefore, we're not going to let you do that. If that is a huge issue for you, and you want to serve in the military, the other option is you go through all of your training, you get in debt from medical school, you do your residency, and then you go knock on their door and say, okay, I'm ready to join. You may be fellowship trained and they still may not want that, but at least you have gone down the path, for, at least from a training standpoint, that you wanted to go down. And I think... It's a great discussion because I, I don't think enough students really think through those those things. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And I, I just had one last thing to, to pick your brain with. Yeah. Is at, at any point, either through your four years of medical school or serving out your experience as a flight surgeon, did you kind of hesitate and sit back and think like, oh, this this might have been a mistake? <laughs> scholarship risk just doing what almost everyone else in the country is doing yeah you, you know what uh, obviously at this point in my life I, I don't regret it 
um, it, it led me to where I am today. Uh, the fact that I was able to leave medicine, um, for, for health reasons, for other things like, and, and go full time with medical school headquarters and, and now with mapped and building software. Like I was able to do that partly because I was debt free because of the military. So I don't regret it for those reasons. Um, I loved my time in the military. I loved being a flight doc. I love showing pictures. I was just traveling recently and, and talking to some people who are in pilot training now um, for the Air Force. And so I was showing them some pictures of me and an F-16 and, and we were chatting and having fun, right? Those, those bonds and those connections will never die. The, the 28-year-old me or 29 year olds, whenever it was, when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do orthopedics, I was disappointed, right? That's why I went to medical school. But I didn't, I didn't dwell in it. I, I was like, okay, great. What's the next adventure? Like, I, I can't do this. Um, part of it was my own fault, not doing well enough on step one, not understanding the importance of step one scores in this whole residency application process. And so I, I made the decisions I made as a student, as a medical student, and I, I dealt with those ramifications and it is what it is. But yeah, obviously super disappointed at the time. But I, I think looking back on it, I, I loved what I've done. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, that was all my questions I had. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 